it's so good to see you again. Me too. It's been a while now. It has been a while. Oh my god. When is the last time we saw each other? On your sobriety birthday. Oh, that. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, that was actually my um. That was my belly button birthday. Oh yeah, that was your belly button birthday. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, recovery birthday uh, just passed a few few days ago, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I got to come to Colorado to visit my daughter, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we came down to see y'all and, and you surprised me with birthday cake and uh, lots of good, um, good company, good love. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Glad, glad to have you guys. Absolutely. So Kateri, um, this is uh, No Thanks But Yes, is a, a video podcast about people who have um, overcome, you know, a chaotic drug relationship at some point in their life, and they've gone on to um, create and um, live authentic lives and help other people to come get them some too. And I just think it's a story that needs to be told about all these awesome people. Yeah, well, thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. So you, you are a person in recovery? I am. I am a person in long-term recovery. Uh, for me, that means I haven't used alcohol or drugs since April 7th, 2012. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, so coming up on my double digits, God willing. God willing. Yeah, that's great. Um, so recovery. A lot of talk in our space about what that is. And um, I ask everyone, you know, what, what does recovery mean to you? Um, it means to me that I get to live. That's what it means for me. I get to live and I get to have a meaningful life as um, a person who um gets to work in the recovery community, helping other people. It means I get to be a mother that's present for my children. Um, It means that I get to be, you know, a positive contributing member of society. It means I get to be, you know, the best version of myself that I can be for today, Um, that I get to be the best daughter, sister, niece, friend. human being. That's what recovery means to me. Wow. I, I think I like yours the best. <laughs> such a, such a lovely um, picture that you've painted of a person that is um, living a full life and, um, and, and liking what they see. And um, I've always been drawn to your uh, your humanness, your, your recovery, your person. Um, do you remember when we met? Oh yeah, absolutely. On the bus, uh, going to a SAMHSA planning partners meeting. Yeah. A few years ago. Um, yeah, just a few. When SAMHSA was, uh, still organizing national recovery month, we were in a big room full of people. That's right. And, uh, I saw you across the room and you struck me as an observer (laughs) you were kind of um kind of quietly watching over there and uh i'm kind of have a similar uh outlook as well and uh 
I don't know. I said, I, I had no idea who you were. And uh, I said, I think she's one of my people. <laughs> and so <laughs> introduced myself to you. And then we, yeah, we rode on the bus together to, uh, to try and help organize the national recovery month. That's right. Right. Cool. So that was, that was a great meeting. Um, so you, you talk about some of the work that you do. Um, do, do you want to share about, uh, you know, what's going on there in Colorado? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to, for the record, <laughs> my name is Kateri Koyas and uh, I'm from the Mohican Nation. I'm an enrolled tribal member and I'm currently serving as the executive director of White Bison, which is located here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we are uh, an indigenous 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, we were founded in 1988 and our mission is creating and sustaining a grassroots while riding movement that is dedicated to uh, bringing culturally based healing for the next seven generations of indigenous people. Um, now, for anybody who might not be familiar with the term well-briety, it's not sobriety, it's well-briety. And what that means is it means to live a sober life that is balanced emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. It's about whole person wellness. So it's going beyond just being sober to working on yourself um, as, as a human being. So the analogy that we like to give is, let's just say you got a jerk and he's drinking and all he does is quit drinking. Well, he's sober, but he's still a jerk. So we have to work on ourselves. And uh, I learned very quickly when I got into recovery that it was a lot more than just abstaining from you know, mind altering substances. I, I had to grow as a person. I had to work on my thought process. I had to work on my interactions. I had to work on my relationships with my family, with my friends, um, you know, with potential partners. Um, I had to work on myself um, so that I could be, you know, the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And, you know, that changes. What that means for me is that changes every day, you know. And sometimes my best is this, and sometimes my best is this. <laughs> You know, and it's a, it's kind of more like a dance, you know, you just do your best you can for the day. But um, what we do here uh, through White Bison is um, we are um, the lead um, organization and heading up what's called the Well-Writing Movement. So it's an international movement now. And um, we work with both Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities uh, throughout Turtle Island, but we've also been able to expand into Ireland and Australia and New Zealand and Mexico and a whole bunch of other places around um, this earth. And um, well, variety is all inclusive. So we do take a culturally based approach using um, traditional indigenous teachings, but these are universal human teachings too. And so we welcome everybody to come. Uh, red, yellow, black, white, mixed, men, women, doesn't matter, um, you know, what we say is that this here is just an earth suit, mm. is an earth suit, and that's all it is, and that we're all, you know, like children of the creator. And so there's many, many different pathways to recovery. We're one of them. And if this way happens to speak to you, then you're welcome to sit in the circle. Um, again, these are universal human teachings that can apply to anybody. You know, I haven't met a person yet who hasn't been impacted by trauma. And yes. so what we say is that, you know, these issues that we see in our communities today around alcohol, substance use, suicides, family violence, we've been looking at um, treating the symptoms 
we haven't been looking at treating the root cause. And so our goal now is to get down into that root cause and address that trauma. And that's gonna be one of the most impactful um, you know, approaches that we can take because we do know that um, trauma kind of manifests into our physical world as all these different issues that we see. And so there's a, there's a huge emphasis on um, healing from trauma and we are able to do that using these traditional teachings that we weave into every program that we have. Oh, that's splendid. And I'm, 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 I'm gratified that we're transitioning from why the drug use to why the pain and, and addressing the, the underlying emotional and physical and spiritual pain that has led to our bonds to uh, substances and behaviors and, and, and desires to escape. So I, I can relate. And um, you are a pathway of recovery, but as part of this ecumenical culture of recovery, this recovery movement, um, White Bison has been um, a leader in that space, influencing uh, other leaders like uh, Bill White and, um, and myself, I've uh, been deeply influenced by y'all as well. And um, so that's one thing. You started to talk about your, uh, your recovery and yes. uh, your recovery pathway. I'm always intrigued by, by your story. We, we, uh, we all resolve uh, some kind of problematic substance use or chaotic relationship with drugs in a variety of ways. We can go back to our faith we can go back to our culture. Many of us, because of problem severity and complexity, may need a treatment event followed by sustained recovery supports. But uh, I've always been intrigued how your journey started. Uh, do, do you want to share uh, briefly about that? Sure. Um, so I was 16 years old, and um, I was going on about a year of being addicted to meth and coke and alcohol and all these other drugs um, that I was doing. And uh, I got an invitation from the president and founder of White Bison to embark upon a journey across the United States. Uh, so uh, the purpose of the journey was to help raise awareness for domestic violence on women and children. And we literally walked from Los Angeles to Washington, DC. Um, it took us three and a half months and uh, we camped out in tents pretty much the whole time. We didn't stay in hotels or anything like that. But when I got the invitation, um, he knew something was going on with me, but he didn't really know the extent of what. So he just said, pack your bags, we leave in two days. Wow. And so I did, and uh, I packed my bags. I actually dropped out of school um, to go on this journey. And I didn't hardly tell anybody that I was leaving except for my family and a couple of close friends. So. Um, for all intents and purposes to other people, I disappeared off the face of the planet. People had no idea what happened to me. Uh, when I got to LA, I was two days sober and going through withdrawals from meth, um, but I was detoxing in secret on my own because nobody knew that that's what I was doing. So um, as we got along on this journey, um, I started to learn more about my culture for the first time. And I was surrounded by other people that were in recovery. And there are people on that journey that changed my life forever um, with their words, with their actions. You know, some of them, I'll never know their names. Mm -hmm. 
that I remember the words that they spoke and I remember them and they're imprinted in my heart forever. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we did 10 conferences along the way on things like uh, domestic violence, on, on Native American boarding schools, on teen suicides, on FAS. Um, we had one in, at the Civil Rights Museum um, in Tennessee there about honoring women of the four directions, uh, which was a pretty cool experience. And so uh, that's, what, that's how I started on my that's journey sure. into recovery. Um, I remember on that journey, we went to an AA meeting. It was my very first AA meeting. And um, it was a bunch of older, you know, white men, which was fine uh, and everything like that. And I, I'm really grateful for every fellowship really, because sure, especially, sure. you know, AA, AA saved my dad's life. Um, but, you know, it didn't speak to me um, because I couldn't relate to losing my house or my spouse or my family. You know, I was 16 years old and I was trying to deal with peer pressure and bullying and, you know, my family and, and how to navigate my emotions, you know, as a sober human being for the first time. Like, how do you even do that? Um, what do you do as a young person when so much of, you know, the activities that I knew were just completely intertwined in partying and alcohol and drug use and all of that? I didn't even know what to do with myself. So, um, as time got closer and we got closer and closer to Washington, D.C., I knew that I was going to go home. What I didn't know is what was waiting for me when I got there. Because I had a lot of people who probably had a lot of questions about where I'd been. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I didn't want to fall back into that old lifestyle. And uh, so it was very... Um, you know, I, I was like filled with anxiety, you know, and like just, you know, stepping out into that great mystery. It, it felt very mysterious when you do that, you step out into the great mystery, but um, it worked out and uh, I ended yeah, up yeah, yeah. enrolled back in school and um, I graduated from high school, uh, albeit late, but I still graduated and I went from there. Um, I went to college. Uh, I started working for White Bison when I was 18 years old. And um, eventually I graduated with my bachelor's degree from the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. And um, I'm currently enrolled in my master's program. So I've got about uh, one semester left after this. How about them apples? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I love your story. There, there are so many elements to it that are, um, that support an effective, you know, treatment event you know i quote unquote treatment you know your connection with other people purpose there was physical exercise you know there was um the time 90 days you know is uh is a crucial thing and um and and reconnection with culture and and y'all have done a splendid job of 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 sharing reconnection with culture uh, as it goes towards indigenous healing from from these from these traumas and these bonds to alcohol and drugs i'm really grateful for that as well it's helped to inform my social work practice um the more that i learn um about an indigenous recovery indigenous wisdom it makes sense um okay so on, on this video podcast we, we you know we chat a little bit about why 
um, you know, we got into recovery and how, but really we're just, you know, we want to talk about recovery's fun, you know, recovery's a joy. It's not a, it's not a trudge through a veil of tears. And that has been the case for me. So I want to ask you, Kateri, what do you do? What do you do to get down? What do you do to have fun? <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, I spend time with my family. So um, I have a seven-year-old daughter. I have a four-year-old son. Uh, I have a really wonderful partner who supports me and um, we have our family together. So we do a lot of family-oriented things. Um, I like to go hiking. I like to paddleboard. Um, I like to play the piano. And so it's actually been a really long time since I played. Um, however, I recently acquired um, my grandmother who passed away a couple of years ago. I recently acquired her piano. And so I've taken up uh, playing again, which is really fun because um, growing up, my mom, she plays the piano. She's phenomenal, a phenomenal piano player. And uh, that's what I grew up listening to in the house was her practicing playing the piano. So it's like very comforting for me, mm. and, you know, kind of reminds me of like some good childhood memories that I had because, you know, I come from a really good family. You know, I, I have a really, really good family who supports me in what I do and, and they're just very kind, mm -hmm. you know, kind people and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I do for self-care. You, you do have a lovely family and, and I'm, and I'm so glad that you brought that up. A family is, is, uh, you know, my beloved wife and, and my children, very much a part of the joy and the fun. My grandson, Milo, six years old, part of the joy and the fun. And, uh, you know, when I met your father for the first time uh, or introduced to, uh, Don Coyas, your father, uh, I was, uh, he was one of my favorite people. But then as, as I got to know, <laughs> as I got to know you better, I was like, oh man, she's one of my favorite people <laughs> for sure. And you can have more than one favorite. <laughs> I can have more than one favorite. <laughs> the whole family. Yeah. Oh, great. So, um, creative outlet is, is, um, is important. I'm, I'm a believer that creator wants us to create <laughs> and that it is one of our foundational fundamental, uh, needs is to express ourselves creatively in, in the creator's image. And, uh, so piano, that's awesome. What else do you do, uh, on the creative side of things? Music is awesome. I love it. Um, I write. Yes. Yeah, I do a little bit of poetry and then I write a little bit too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I sing in the, but only in the shower. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. I, I, uh, I like to sing, but every band I ever joined, there were always better singers than myself. So <laughs> I just blew that horn. None of them could play the horn. So that's cool. Um, well, Along with, uh, you know, inspiring folks with the joy of recovery and the many pathways of recovery, um, you know, we engage in advocacy and uh, we engage in messaging. And uh, I'm wondering if there's if there's a message that you would like to share with our millions of listeners. Let me just put it out there. <laughs> Oh, no pressure. No, no pressure. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that the message that I like to share um, is just that, you know, recovery is possible. 
for everyone. Um, it's very possible to do that. And um, if you're anything like me, you might not walk this recovery path with perfection, but you can walk it with perseverance. Um, and so I would say my main message would just be, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your community. Just keep going. Into the great mystery. Yes. Oh my God, I love it. Well, um, Kateri, I hope that that was painless. Um, we covered a number of things and um, I cannot wait to come back out and, and see y'all. And if you're ever in my neck of the woods, please do not hesitate. We'll uh, bring you into our home and, and show you some love too, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope this.